are people out there that take the Beatitudes out and say, we don't need them anymore because it's not, that's the Old Testament. There's the most demonic stuff I think I've ever heard in my life. Come on. Yeah, you tell me you you're going to take the words of Jesus out of the Bible and you say you serve him. I'm sorry, guys. That doesn't work. The only reason people take the Beatitudes out is because they realize they can't do it. So let's make it really easy. Take that out. Just realize we're always going to mess up and just keep doing it because it's the way it is. No, it's the way that seems right to a man and it leads to destruction. But not just of your life, of everybody's life around you. Because they never see a real gospel. All they see is a good confession. Todd White, you had the truth. And you left it. Why did you do that? Come back, I plead with you, Todd White. Come back to the truth. Listen to the words of Jesus. Hello and welcome to Only One Truth. It's great to be with you today, but I have some news that I need to bring to you that's really, really important. I've seen this in Jimmy Swaggart. I've seen this in David Wilkerson, and now I'm seeing it in Todd White. What is happening in these last days? We know that in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, that in the last days, Paul writes, would be seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. These men seem to have started in the right way and ended up going against what the Word of God says. I want to clarify this and open it up to you today. The Scripture is very clear in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 20, it tells us that if an elder or a preacher or a teacher or an evangelist teaches things and goes into sin that are in error, that those that sin, the Bible says, to rebuke before all that others may fear. In Ephesians 5.11, it says to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove, reprove or expose them. So our intent today is to expose false doctrine to help you to follow Jesus in the way he intended you to follow him. He said that he was an example to follow his steps in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. So listen to this clip, please. It's all this stuff like when we say Jesus who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in Corinthians, right? Jesus became a gossip. A murderer, full of strife, deceit, and malice. It wasn't in his mouth, it was on his body. Oh, you have to hear this, man. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. Paul describes sin. Gossip, slander. Imagine Jesus as a gossip. You can't. He didn't do it. He became it. I'm like seeing this for the first time. Like I've read the scripture so many times when I'm seeing it. And I'm like, you became gossip. <laughs> I hope that today I can bring as much clarity as possible on what Todd White is saying. He's in a great era. The scripture says in the book of Jude, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference. I've got compassion on him and his listeners. I want to help. Please listen closely. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. 
Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you before his presence with exceeding joy. Be glory with exceeding joy. Here Todd White, once a man that was really a man of God, in my opinion, from what I heard from him before. We're going to get into that later. But now he's taking a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 21. And he's quoting it in a way as to say that Christ became your substitute. Listen to me. Christ did not become your substitute. Christ became an offering of sin for you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 21, he says, For he hath made him to be sin, which is a sin offering, if you look at the Greek, for us, who knew no sin, that he might be made, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now, what's happening today is a lot of so-called false preachers are twisting this to say that Christ went on the cross and became sin for you. And that you became his righteousness. An exchange, a substitution. Christ never became sin. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 14, that Christ died as a spotless lamb. On the cross. There was no sin on him. The Bible says in, in, in Hebrews chapter 7. That Christ was separate from sinners. The Bible says in Isaiah 53. That he offered himself as the lamb of God. All over the scriptures. It talks about him offering himself. So if you look at the Old Testament. And you see what the offering of a lamb was. it had to, in, in Leviticus chapter 6. It says that a lamb had to be spotless without blemish, as much as possible. And they would offer that lamb up in Aaron's time as a high priest, and they would offer him up, and the blood of that lamb would be for the forgiveness of the sin of the person that presented it. And he could have forgiveness of sins. But the problem was, it could never take away the sin, because the blood of bulls and he goats could not do that. So because every, they would always, year after year, have to come back because their conscience could never be clean, though they were forgiven. But when the spotless lamb came, Jesus Christ, the spotless high priest and the spotless lamb, he offered himself up as a sacrifice. This is what he's talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He offered his blood as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, not to be an exchange or a substitution. That's wrong. It is so wrong, it's a hellish, demonic doctrine that will send you to hell if you believe it. That's how serious this is. Why? Because what happens is the person thinks in his sin that he's saved. Matthew 1.21 doesn't say that you're saved in your sin. It says you're saved from your sin. You're not free to be able to sin. When Jesus said, in whom the Son sets free, in, in John chapter 8, he says, and whom the Son says free, he's free indeed. He said, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. If you say you're, you're free from sin and you're still sinning, no, you're not free. You are in bondage to sin. So people thinking that Christ died on a sin and became these filthy things that he's saying? Oh, that's horrible, horrible thing. Like adultery, like fornication, a fornicator, a creator of evil, a, a child a, a porn, child a molester, all these things. Christ, he is precious to us who believe, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2. 
He's precious. He's not that. How dare anybody say that about my Jesus? He didn't go on that cross with your sin. He was sacrificed as the Lamb of God for your sin so that all your sins of the past could be washed away. And not your future sins either. Don't go there. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 25, he said that he died for our past sins, not future sins. If you sin, the Bible says in 1 John 2, 3 and 8, that you're of the devil. You don't inherit Christ's righteousness. Listen to what the scripture says. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, don't be deceived. Only the one that does righteousness is righteous as Christ is righteous. But he who sins is of the devil. See, it's the doing of righteousness is the righteous man. It also says that in Proverbs chapter 11, it talks about also living and, 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 and fulfilling and doing the will of God that the one who is walking in righteousness is righteous as Christ is righteous. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter, chapter 18 and verse 20 that you, will, you are going to be rewarded for your righteousness that you do. Just like someone's sin is not passed on to you, someone's righteousness can't be passed on. You must do the righteousness through Christ. That's why David said in, in Psalms 18, 18 and 20, the Lord hath rewarded me according to my righteousness. Jesus became child pornography on the tree. Listen! Jesus became full of pornography on the tree. Jesus became a thief on the tree. Jesus became addiction on the tree. Jesus became a hater of God on the tree. What does it mean for him to become sin? Jesus became lost on the tree. Wow. Jesus did not become any of that. Todd White, what happened to you? And those, those others that are even, they're knocking Todd White for saying that, rightfully so, but they're saying the same thing by saying that Jesus became your sin. Jesus did not become sin. Jesus was a spotless lamb, remained a, stopless, a spotless lamb. Jesus did not go to hell for your sins either. Yeah, the Bible said he went down to the lower parts of the earth, but that was paradise. There was paradise, paradise in Gehenna. He went there for three days and three nights, the Bible says. But he didn't go to hell with the devil. He went to set those who were in captivity free by preaching what he preached to us, that through him, through his blood, our sins would be washed away. But to say that Jesus was a child molester, these sort of things is blasphemy. Jesus is precious to us who believe. But he is the stumbling bone, stumbling block to those who are in disbelief. Now I want to tell you, this is what breaks my heart. Something happened to this man, Todd White. He was a true man of God from what I can see of all indications. But we're warned in the scriptures and this can happen to anybody. I saw it happen to Jimmy Swaggart, David Wilkerson, and now him and many, many, many others. They started out right. They started listening to the words of Jesus. Like Jesus saying, go and sin no more. Like Jesus saying, be perfect because your Father in heaven is perfect. And you know what was happening? They were walking in it at one time. 
You're going to hear Todd, Todd White talk about that, that he had quit sinning, that he was walking in righteousness. What happened? Take this as a warning for any of us. The Hebrews writer wrote this, and he said this to us. He says, verse 35 of chapter 10, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, Todd White. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not wait. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Hebrews chapter 12 in verse 3 says this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You see, what happened is they grew weary. They grew weary in well-doing. They didn't hold on and were not patient. And they began to fall into the era of what is out there. Jesus died to set us free from sin. Romans 6, 16 says that if you yield your, your members, yourselves, as servants of righteousness, then you're righteous, servants of obedience. But if you yield yourselves to sin unto death, the wages of sin is death. And if Christ would have become your sin on the cross, Jesus would have had to go and suffer eternal life, not three days and three nights. Because the wage of the sin is eternal eternal damnation but Jesus went and died to free us from sin listen to Todd White from what he said before compared to what he's saying now wasn't then first John wouldn't say that if anybody say that he abide in Christ he ought to walk just like he walked the Bible wouldn't teach that stuff God doesn't just put that out there and say well it's just theological it's just positionary I'm just positionally righteous no, that's your brain. Come on. Because your brain can't get it. There are people out there that take the Beatitudes out and say, we don't need them anymore because it's not, that's the Old Testament. There's the most demonic stuff I think I've ever heard in my life. Come on. Yeah, you tell me you you're going to take the words of Jesus out of the Bible and you say you serve him. I'm sorry, guys. That doesn't work. The only reason people take the Beatitudes out is because they realize they can't do it. So let's make it really easy. Take that out just realize we're always going to mess up and just keep doing it because it's the way it is no it's the way that seems right to a man and it leads to destruction but not just of your life of everybody's life around you because they never see a real gospel all they see is a good confession wow that was beautiful but what happened to Todd White Todd what happened man if there was a way I could help you to restore you back to what you were saying he quotes 1 John 2 and verse 6 and says, He that saith he abides in him ought himself to walk even as Christ walked. That's the way we are to walk. How did Christ walk? Without sin. He says in 1 Peter 2, 21, that we should follow his steps. And the first step he tells us to do, who did no sin. 
What did Jesus say to the woman in John 8, 21? I mean, 8, 11, in John 5, 14. He told the man in John 5, 14, go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. He told the woman in John 8, 11, go and sin no more. Follow those steps. Come on, people. He says in Luke 6, 46, why do you call me Lord and do not the things that I say? Why are these preachers today calling themselves preachers and not teaching what Jesus said? But they're teaching you some other way. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's my words. The Bible says if any man preach otherwise and does not consent to the wholesome words of my Lord Jesus Christ, he does not know anything. He's proud. And I hear this. There's no substitute, people. Jesus is the sacrifice. He's the offering. He's not a substitute. You must live this life. Just like you heard him, Todd White, just say that they just use the name of Christian as just a name only. Christian means to be Christ-like, to walk as he walked. But you're not doing that. You're staying in your sin because this preacher told you that. Jesus never told you that. Jesus told you to stop the sin. He told you to be perfect because your Father in heaven is perfect. And I hear somebody saying, oh, well, nobody's perfect. Why did God say Job was perfect? You're going to say God was a liar too? Job 1 and 8 says that God said Job was perfect and upright and he avoided evil. And in Job 121, he says Job did not sin. You are called to stop the sin. No, Ezekiel 3, I'm sorry, verse 20 and 21 says that if you die in your sin, you're going to hell. To warn the righteous that the righteous don't sin. You're saying you're righteous. I'm warning you the righteous don't sin. If you're sinning, you're not righteous like 1 John 3, 7 says. He says, but you're of the devil if you're sinning. You can't drink the cup of the devil and the cup of the Lord too, as it says in 1 Corinthians 10. Sin must stop. That's what Jesus came to do. To set you free from sin. Not to save you and to keep on sinning. You won't make it to heaven. Over and over in the book of Revelation, even the last chapter, he tells you only the ones who obey the commandments of God will enter into the gates into the city. Where are you going to end up at? You're breaking the commandments of God. 1 John 2, 4 says the one that says he knows him, which is what you're saying, but does not obey his commandments. That means they sin. He's a liar. The truth's not in him. I didn't call you that. The word of God calls you that. You are a liar and the truth's not in you. Why are you following these errors that's leading you to hell instead of doing what God said? Todd White, you had the truth and you left it. Why did you do that? Come back, I plead with you, Todd White. Come back to the truth. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, it, he says there in the, in the New Testament, he says in Matthew 28, 18, he says, all authority and all power has been given to me. Nobody else said that in the word of God. Because Jesus is the only one that has the power and the authority. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to what Jesus said. That's what you need to do. You need to listen to what Jesus said. And he, this, he said this after he had died and resurrected, which makes it the new covenant. So don't say, well, that's the old covenant. No, that's the new covenant. The death of the testator had been done. And Jesus came back in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And he said this. He says, go, disciples, go and teach them everything I commanded you. He said this in the new covenant. 
What did he command the disciples? Go and preach this gospel. Go and share with the people the truth to come out of their sin. Even Paul came back in 1 Corinthians 15, 34, and he says, man, don't be deceived. Wake up and quit sinning. Stop. Paul again said in 2 Timothy 2, 19, he says, let everyone that named the name of Christ depart from sin. What's so hard to understand about that? Even in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you follow it through in the context of what it says, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse, 9, verse 10, 9 and 10, he says there, he says, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged for those things that we've done in our body, whether good or bad. So if you follow the context from 2 Corinthians 5, 21, and look at 2 Corinthians 5, 10, you'll see there, he's obviously not saying he was a substitute because you wouldn't be going to judgment and be judged for your sins. But he said you're going to be judged for those things. Then he comes back in the same chapter again. And he said Christ died for us that we which live should not live unto ourselves but unto him who died for us. Same chapter. Look at the context. Well, you wouldn't even have to be, be concerned about living for him who died for us if he already took it for you and he was a substitute. If that's not enough, in verse 17 of the same chapter, he said, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are past and all things have become new. You're saying you, you're still living in your old, old sin. Your old things aren't passed away. It hasn't become all new. So don't you see? They're misquoting that scripture. So many of them are. And you're following that? Listen, my Bible tells me in John 8, 21, if you die in your sin, you don't go to heaven. My Bible tells me in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2 that of the requirements of an evangelist, teacher, preacher, pastor is that they must be blameless. Also, it says the same thing in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 through 9. He must be pure and holy. So I rebuke you for your sin. Stop the sin before all so that you people you need to fear by the fear of the Lord the Bible says men depart from evil the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom I pray you get the fear of God down so that you won't have it later the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 that the wrath of God is going to be poured out on the disobedient if you're disobedient and this is New Testament this is New Covenant look at it Ephesians chapter 5, the wrath of God is coming upon those that are disobedient. If you're sinning and you're thinking that Christ was your substitute on the cross and you die in it, you're going to hell. That's what the Bible says. In Romans chapter 2, it says that he will render to every man according to his deeds. It's what you do. That's why the scripture says in James chapter 1 verse 22, be you doers of the word and not hearers only. You must be a doer. And he says in the very first verse, in the next chapter also he comes back. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, he talks about don't even fellowship with people that were unbelievers that are living or, or, or disobedient. You're not even a fellowship with them. So maybe you shouldn't fellowship with yourself because you're disobedient, you say. Then the next, there's no chapter. The book of 1 Corinthians, it was all one book. There were no chapter when he wrote to the Corinthians. This whole book, 2 Corinthians, was one book, one letter to the church. And you know what he says in chapter 7, verse 1? 
See, we have these promises. Let us cleanse ourselves from all the fire of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Stop sinning. Quit listening to this. These are doctrines of devils. Come out and get your soul right. Todd White, I love you, man. You got to go back. You got to return to your first love. You got to renounce all this stuff and get right and do it the way God said to do it. He's the authority. Not you, not me, not anyone else. Not Paul, not any disciple. Jesus said it. And if you don't take, if you don't believe that, go to the last chapter in the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22. He says it there. You must obey God's commands or you will not enter.